This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain being chopped to bits by a finely honed meat cleaver. This is your brain in a blender. And this is your brain being stirred into a big pot of chili. Mmm, brains. Real food for real people. It's Brittany Summers. Talk radio with balls and big ones, too. She's unforgettable. I know I played it recently, but there's a reason why I'm playing it now. Stay tuned and you'll find out why. Back in the day when someone done us wrong, we didn't take their crap. No. In Pearl Harbor, when the Japs dropped their bombs, we bombed them back. And now the Saudis, they hit us hard. And on our cars, our little flags wave. As that Saudi loving retard points the bombers the wrong way. And I'm embarrassed to be an American Where they follow Bush like sheep The United States of arrogance Led by Bush and his family Green, they got this country fucked up Ambling towards the darkest days in our history I don't want to be a Pax American In the goddamn USA What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past. If you want that SUV to drive, you're gonna need more gas. It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to leave. And I'm embarrassed to be an American Where we patriotically Wave a flag in one hand With our head in the sand And blindly follow the powers that be Apathetic fuck-ups Watching state-run news on a 65-inch screen Scratch your balls and fart Everything's okay In the goddamn USA 95.3 FM 1470 WWNN. Yeah, it was uh, Lee Greenwood at the Hurricane Relief uh, concert uh, with the uh, five ex-presidents. And that's the reason I played that again, because I only saw that one part, and uh, I started singing along with it with my own version of the lyrics. Uh, because everybody's like uh, saying, uh, oh, did you see Bush make that speech? Oh, how I miss him. Uh, I don't. Uh, and I'll tell you why in, in just a moment. This is the Brit Summer Show on 95.3 FM, 1470 WWNN, FYI, nation.com, and GDPR Revolution 99.com. Did you know that I'm also on Patreon? Although I don't know what that means, but the show is on Patreon. It's a little bit complex, kind of like a WordPress for uh, audio. And I'm lousy at WordPress. But uh, anyway, I'm also on Stitcher and I'm on uh, SoundCloud. And of course, thebritsummershow.com. There's a new show on Netflix. And it's, uh, speaking of Netflix, Kevin Spacey's gay? (laughs) 
Oh my God. <laughs> I'm still getting over the, the headline a couple months ago where Barry Manilow uh, came out of the closet and said he was gay. No! Really? In the next thing you know, uh, they're going to out Rip Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Gay. Fairy. Gay. Fairy. Gay. Fairy. Gay. You fairy. I like your ass. It's nice and round. Ass man! I'll bend you over and go to town. Ass man! Cause I'm the ass man. Yeah, I'm your ass man. In Wrigleyville, I am the king. Ass man! Drop your pants and I'll do my thing. Ass man! Cause I'm the ass man. Yeah, I'm your ass man. Mmm, look at the on that one. Come here, sweetheart. Mm. I would argue that it's not so much as uh, fondling of a 14-year-old, uh, what, uh, 35 years ago. Uh, I would say the motivation here is uh, that guy finally saw Beyond the Sea, and uh, he said, uh, that's enough. I've had it. Enough with Kevin Spacey. Yay! And for my uh, listening audience on the other side of this show, when it goes online, I'll play what uh, Al Pacino had to say, too, directly to. Kevin Spacey about just that. <laughs> uh, but Netflix has a new show called Mind Hunter. And it's not, no, don't confuse it with Criminal Minds, which I, I don't like. I, I, I like uh, investigative type uh, plots and stuff like that, but somehow Criminal Minds never clicked with me. No, the name of this is Mind Hunter. And, uh, don't expect too much action in this, but what it's about is a ten-part. It's a ten-part show, and what they do is diagnose. Uh, it, first of all, it takes place in 1977, so it's the FBI uh, putting together a, uh, a scientific psychological thing, and it's about them uh, diagnosing uh, uh, the mind of a psycho killer. And uh, just to stress that point, they play the Talking Heads <laughs> psycho killer in there. Which is uh, kind of a mistake because uh, that really wasn't released until late December 1977. And they're a little bit on the edge. I mean, it's pretty accurate for 1977. Uh, but you'll see a lot of Ford Fairmonts. Now, uh, Fairmont was uh, introduced in 1977, but they weren't sold on market, I don't think, until 1978. Although, maybe, I mean, if you want to... Uh, extend the Gilligan's Law of Logic. Maybe they got the uh, early versions of the uh, 78 Ford Fairmonts, which were Fox body versions of the Mustang, and, and they were not very good cars. But this show is all about, and, and it defines for you in a 10-part, sh- uh, it says season one, but there, there's 10 shows. Uh, it takes you along these uh, investigations and interviews of uh, all of these psychopaths and what it is, it, it, it defines uh, what a psychopath is. And it couldn't have been more timely because when you look at this entire administration that is uh, taking this country into the toilet, already has, uh, they're all, by definition, an, 
Psychopaths. From Pendejo all the way down. Now, I've been told that the uh, Spanish translation for Pendejo is, and I can say this on the air, pubic hair. Uh, However, (laughs) uh, but it doesn't matter, okay? So, President Pubic Hair, whatever. So, psychopaths have no conscience, no remorse, no soul. I'm describing uh, Pendejo. Uh, they don't think they do ever do anything. Everything they describe about a psychopath describes Pendejo, his, his entire administration, even to General Turd Polisher, uh, who, who used to be known as John Kelly. But he's really just a, uh, he went from a four-star general to a four-star turd polisher. And now we're learning that uh, he's not really the voice of reason we once thought he was now, is he? He's just as insane as uh, Dr. Strangelove. I mean, the next time you see John Kelly on the news, he's probably going to be saying why bodily fluids are precious and they should be protected. All the bodily fluids. What was his name? Oh, yeah. Jack Ripper, played by uh, Sterling Hayden. (laughs) That's your Kelly right there. That's your uh, four-star turd polisher. I forget if he was a colonel or a general in that movie, but yeah, that's him. Yes. That's uh, that's our voice of reason. That's the the guy that's going to keep Trump's hand off the red button. Oh, so we got uh, Manafort and we got uh, Shubapatopoulos on top of us, who's going to be in- interviewed by uh, Stephanopoulos. So happy Papadopoulos, boys and girls. <laughs> but this is this is, uh, and I'm not going to talk about. This too much on the show because there's people way smarter than me already opining on it. There's pundits out there. Everything that has to be said has been said. There's really nothing left for me to add except uh, this is just the beginning. Only the beginning, as Chicago once said. Because these boys are going to start singing. They're going to be singing so much there's going to be a Broadway show about this. Not to mention there's a lot more in my plate I want to cover on, uh, during the show. And we can we can catch up on this uh, uh, next week. What I really want to get off my ample chest first is this. Uh, so anybody's getting excited or seeing any hope for the demise of the Republican Party. Uh, how shall I say this? No. It will not happen. And that is not happening. Don't be fooled by that. And for everybody who's getting excited about Georgie Jr.'s speech and uh, Jeff the Flake or Bob Ain't He a Corker or Flip Flop McCain, uh, he may be dying of cancer and now and then he hits it on the mark, but he's still a flip flopper. Oh, they've had a sudden attack of decency. All of a sudden they're stepping up and saying the right things. Don't, don't buy it. Jeff Flake, the speech he made, a very nice speech, just like uh, what McCain did. Just like uh, Bob ain't he a corker. Well, it wasn't a speech with corker. But everything he said, okay. He didn't bring uh, Pendejo's name up at all. Uh, but you knew damn well that's who, what he was talking about. And then the following day, after saying, after standing up there and saying like this great uh, Republican, what are we going to tell the children? What will we tell them we did? What will we tell? Here's what you'll tell them, Jeff. That the following day after making that speech, you voted for immunity for the banks. 
so that uh, they can screw. And here's the other thing you voted for, Jeff, that you can tell the children. Uh, don't expect to get Medicare and don't expect to get Medicaid and don't expect to get Social Security because that is the GOP platform. That's what you can tell all of your children, Jeff the Flake. Don't, not for a second, don't buy anything these duplicitous evil bastards say. The, the presidents got the band back together and they were uh, raising money for uh, the hurricane victims, uh, which is a far cry uh, from what uh, President Pendejo has been doing, especially if you're Puerto Rican. Well, then he doesn't like you. No. Because his base doesn't like you. His base doesn't like anybody who's less than white. Who Anybody who doesn't have white skin. Because anything that the base bases its hatred on... It's a uh, color. It's uh, uh, the uh, wonderful world of color, but not to them because they only want to see white. They want to see a world fil- filled with uh, polar bears in a snowstorm and then shoot the polar bears while they're hibernating because they're such brave souls. You know, the ones that are most patriotic and wear patriot on their sleeves, uh, they, they couldn't make it through uh, one week of boot camp. Most of them never, ever uh, served our country, and the ones who have are the probably the ones that got kicked out. I don't want to mention Alan West by name. But the crazy bad apples that were in the military, speaking of uh, the likes of uh, someone I don't cotton to, Tom Cotton, uh, he's ex-military, but uh, I, <laughs> I'd like to see his record. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody bothers to check, but he put an R by his name and he got elected to office. So, you don't know what these guys did in the service. But for the fake triots, which I like to call them, uh, the ones who, uh, you know, the fat, big, bare belly boys that listen to radio and watch Fox News, they're, they're quick to uh, say they're patriots in their uh, gimp scooters as they roll around uh, Publix and, uh, and Walmart uh, with their uh, ass crack hanging out of the seat because they're too... Not, not because they have... Uh, physical disabilities where they can't walk is just they're too lazy to walk and besides uh they have uh blubbering fat uh uh, hate talkers on the radio telling them that they're thin and i understand of course that uh any of them would be a welcome back instead of what uh we've got sitting in there now that uh, that inhuman filth i would have ambivalent feelings about all five of them. Uh, although uh, Carter, I'll say this about Jimmy Carter, uh, one of the nicest guys who ever entered politics, and believe it or not, one of the smartest, being a nuclear physicist. And uh, if you go over his uh, his time in office, his administration, you could see that he had a lot of good ideas, but he didn't implement them well. He was a terrible administrator, kind of like Obama when you think about it. He, he, he had a lot of good ideas, like the original version of the uh, Affordable Care Act that he couldn't get through unless he changed it and acquiesced to all of the uh, uh, Republicans' demands. He, he was lousy at uh, getting things done. And that's what uh, Carter's problem was, too. Nice, I have nothing but respect for Jimmy Carter. He came under a lot of uh, criticism about the, uh, the hostage crisis when the helicopter crashed, but he didn't make the helicopter crash. In that uh, rescue attempt, it was botched, but uh, okay. Ultimately, he accepted responsibility, but how can you blame him for that? At least he tried. Uh, And conversely, we have this animal here, 
who would blame everybody except himself, who, would, who accepts no responsibility for anything. And can you imagine... Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to get hysterical, I mean historical, on you a little bit here. I know, history's boring. History's boring. Uh, but the five Sullivan, the, the, the five Sullivan brothers, there was a movie... I called the Fighting Sullivans, made in the 40s, about the uh, five brothers in World War II. Uh, yeah, they were in the Navy on different ships, and they all got killed. Five brothers. And then there was a, a lore uh, passed uh, not to have siblings in, in the armed services. If you were, like if your brother or your sister's in the armed service, then you couldn't join because of the Sullivan Law. Well, guess who got rid of that? The wonderful George Bush Jr., who everybody's just doting about with his wonderful speech. Yeah, now uh, you can have uh, siblings join uh, the armed services all together now, just like in uh, the early part of World War II. And that didn't last long with the deaths of five brothers. But can you imagine uh, the uh, call that Trump would have made to their mother, Mrs. Sullivan, how that would have went? How about that five of them? They all died. They all died. Eh, well, too bad. They knew what they signed up for. They knew what they signed up for. Then that's it for me. Have a good time, everybody. Yeah. I didn't say anything wrong to that woman. Oh, God damn it. Uh, so there they were, all five. Why, why am I talking about that? That was a few weeks back, but... I've got a point to make about this because everybody's all of a sudden they're clamoring like, oh, have you heard the speeches or have you heard them talking about Trump? Actually, they never brought Trump's name up. This wonderful, magnificent speech that uh, Georgie Jr. put his paint set down to, uh, to, to make a few weeks back and everybody's just going, oh, they're just gushing over it. Oh, he's such such wonderful things and all that. And without mentioning uh, Pendejo's name, like I'm not. Okay, Trump. But as far as I'm concerned, he is a pendejo, as they say in Puerto Rico. And uh, I will try to uh, continue referring to Trump as President Pendejo, which is exactly what he is. And it's uh, FCC legal because it isn't spoken in English. Uh, yeah, before you get all excited about that, let me remind you about uh, <laughs> Georgie Jr. Do I have to remind you? that Georgie Jr. is a war criminal. And by that, I mean he and he and uh, his Uncle Dick told a big lie. Yeah, this, this administration lies every minute, every hour, every day. This The other administration lied once, and it was a big enough lie to get uh, 4,000 kids killed in Iraq and, uh, and Afghanistan. We're still in there. And the lie was big enough to kill un- a countless amount of innocent... Iraqi people who had nothing to do with 9-11. But, oh, you go back to 2003, everybody was saying, oh, yo, Iraq attack, it's Iraq attack. There was no Iraqis on that, I think one. The other 18 were Saudi Arabians. Which, of course, are our very, very welcomed allies, and they're our good friends. And every time we have a president, it doesn't matter who it is, uh, Bush French-tongued the Saudis. Uh, uh, Obama bowed and uh, kissed their ass. And uh, Trump uh, rubbed his uh, magic ball with them. So it, it doesn't matter who the president is. It's like uh, mandatory that each president we get, no matter who, Democrat, Republican, uh, they have to kiss 
Saudi royal ass. So don't get, don't get too excited about Georgie Jr. Because remember what he said in 1999 before they stole the election in 2000. Remember what he said. I want to go back in Iraq and finish the job that my puppy didn't finish. And that's how we wound up. They had nothing to do with 9-11. It was just uh, 9-11 was a useful event to get us involved in that war so that we can occupy Iraq. And how'd that work out? How'd that work out, Republicans? You, you, you flag-waving rubes? China says thank you for that oil. So yeah, the, the thing with uh, Georgie Jr., who was all about daddy, who just can't keep his hands to himself. These are the same old socks. <laughs> These are the same old shoes. <laughs> and, and it was my mom <laughs> You picked out this old suit. <laughs> but then you, you changed my life. Just by holding my hand And now when I look in the mirror I see the new president I got Air Force One And, and I've got stretched limo rides <laughs> Since you stole the election You got me living in style Just because of you just because of you <laughs> Just because of you, Dad Just because of you I got a new white house And I got all your old friends <laughs> I learned a new chicken joke <laughs> And I got a new crooked grin <laughs> Look, I even got a brand new pen Stationary too. <laughs> Colored cups in the kitchen. Cooking presidential food. Just because of you, Dad. Just because of you. Just because of you, Dad. Just because of you. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I'm the new president. <laughs> I thank the American people for having uh, whatever it is. Thank God bless America. I got it down, don't I? I say it every time. You like a pop? God bless America. <laughs> oh, is that is that one of your old buddies? Sure, he come in my administration. That's no problem there. Nope. Look, I'm wearing boots. Boots. We're riding on fumes. What are you looking for? I'm looking for an Arabico station. Why Arabico? You gotta be kidding. I'm just one fill up away from a Kylie Bin Mafouge bobblehead doll. Your Arabico dealer wants you to know that we're your eternal friends. Just fill your tank with Arabico and get a 9-11 commemorative bobblehead doll for only $9.95. You'll get a George W., Dick Cheney, Kylie Bin Mafouge, and token Negro Condoleezza Rice. All come with a complimentary cardboard fold-out diorama of ground zero. Kids will love placing the bobblehead dolls on top of where the buildings fell. Pipeline diorama sold separately. Collect the entire Carlisle group. Improve your car's performance with Arabico and put a Saudi terrorist in your tank. You're listening to The Brit Summit Show. Uh-huh. GWP 
did you take? G.W. Bush They must have affected your brain To get your college graduation It cost your daddy a big chunk of change G.W. Bush Here's another million from the NRA Leader of the band Ruler of the universe Your raving power man You've got enough bread to make it You'll have the country for a toy to play G.W. Bush I'm gonna get my passport today Schmuck, you bony schmuck. Some of us have a brain. Our passports will be ready. We hold your little lemons. Vote for you anywhere. G.W. Bush. Pack up the whole suitcase. G.W. Bush. You might as well. Christopher Lowell's here to redecorate So go ahead and deny you to the right When you hear Sam Donaldson say G.W. Bush How many drugs did you take? G.W. Bush It's the Brit Summer Show, 95.3 FM, 1470 WWNN And I have to wonder, the guy... Uh, old man Bush is, what is he, like 900 years old? And uh, he's got like nine toes in the in the grave already. It's like the guy's going to go like any second now. And, and there was this actress who uh, accused <laughs> accused old man Bush of fondling her. Yeah, I mean, the guy's not even really alive anymore. So what's the point to that? I mean, I mean, yeah, the sexual abuse lawsuits are well-founded, of course, and I support all the women who have filed these lawsuits and... Uh, I hope more step forward about this, but when you when you accuse a uh, a man who's like uh, two centuries old, it's like uh, accusing the uh, two thousand year old man that he found. How do you know his hand just didn't get rigor mortis? I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if he did, well, he apologized, and at this at, at that point in his life, who cares? Give him a thrill. Uh, he ain't going to get much more. Uh, and, and, and if, if you're going to say, well, see, this is Republicans, Republicans do. Well, yeah, for the most part, they do, especially Republican Christian pastors. But there, hey, we have our share of Democratic donors, too, don't we? That rhymes with the uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oi! And a couple of others that, that I've never even heard of before. But OK, get rid of them. Uh, their careers are ruined. And uh, bye, bye, bye. For all I care. I mean, uh, I was in the rate broadcasting business, and uh, oh, I think uh, sex in the workplace was invented there. And uh, but, but but for the most part, uh, places I'm aware of, uh, it was mutual. It was like party time, uh, so nobody uh, filed in it. It was on, on both sexes. It didn't matter. It was agreed upon that everybody would party, and it's the way it was at one time. 
uh, in radio and television, as, as a matter of fact. Just ask Sally Fitz. Yeah, sexual proclivity was not rare in uh, broadcasting for many, many years. I mean, some of it was predatory, but by far it was uh, it was uh, kind of like uh, part of the daily workday. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Uh, there wasn't uh, one office you could walk into that didn't have like a, a mini bar in one of the desk drawers. That's just the atmosphere back then. That's just what it was. Uh, in a lot of cases, it was like, woohoo! So, when it's mutual, it's a whole different thing. With his predatory stuff. I mean, the things that Weinstein did, uh, they should take him and Bill O'Reilly and castrate them both. And then they'll just be uh, old white skin tags uh, with nothing else to do. That's my opinion. And I'm Brittany Summers. Say, Mr. Businessman, you may be guilty of sexual harassment at the office without even knowing it. To find out, take this simple test. What's wrong with this remark? And when you finish typing that report, Miss Hornblatt, I'd like to fondle your gazungas. Figured it out? Of course. Here's what he should have said. And when you finish typing that report, Miss Hornblatt, I'd like to fondle your gazungas, please. Yes, courtesy is the watchword in the workplace. A simple please and thank you is a sign of mutual respect. A message from the Council for a Sex-Free America. A couple of weeks ago, I failed to mention this because, uh, well, with Halloween and everything coming up, uh, it was John, the anniversary of the 1997 death of John Denver. Now... In my humble opinion, and um, <laughs> the humble opinion of uh, especially uh, Neil, the guy I worked for, and everybody else uh, around me, uh, we didn't like uh, John Denver when he was alive uh, because uh, he was kind of a condescending, pretentious type of guy that uh, it's like, yeah, John, yeah, 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 uh, kiss my ass and go away. Um so when he built his custom-built plane and went up in the air and uh, came down a little too hard, it was right around the time a lady dies a car crash, and uh, Elton John uh, came out with a special dedicated song just for Lady Di. So I thought it was only appropriate for me to do the same regarding John Denver. Goodbye, John Denver. Too bad you had to go flying in an experimental craft. That was made of fiberglass You wrote pathetic songs For way too long And now your life has ended Much like your career That fell apart and crashed And you wanted to fly Like Rocky Mountain High In a plane with flimsy wings would have been safer to take the country road instead and sunshine was on your shoulder when you walked in your senses filled up long before the country boy was dead goodbye John Denver thank God I'm not a country boy who writes songs about as good as he can fly a plane all your songs were lame but you made money 
Yet you try to act like a down-home country hick To appeal to those with no brains And you wanted to fly like Rocky Mountain High In a plane with flimsy wings Would have been safer to take the country road instead It's the Bird Summer Show, 95.3 FM, 1470 WWNN. It's that time once again, my terrestrial audience, that I will be going to the dark side, which would be uh, online. As long as Ajit Pai allows it. So if you want to continue listening, again, that's thebritsummershow.com, which will take you right to SoundCloud and all my other links. And everybody else, stay tuned because there's more of the Brit Summer Show to come. Another break already? Hello, I'm the general manager of this radio station. I've never understood the kind of music we play, and frankly, I've never liked it. But damn it, it's made me a lot of money. In fact, it's made me so much money that I don't need rock and roll anymore. So now we're going to listen to my kind of music. That's why, beginning at noon tomorrow, this station is changing its format. Yes to the world's first all-Sousa station. The best-loved marches of John Philip Sousa 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Don't like Sousa? Tough. Because every station in this market is switching its format, too. All stations, all Sousa, all the time. So enjoy your rock and roll while you can. Because starting at noon tomorrow, you're living in an all-Sousa city. And now, much more of Brit Summers. Assholes on the water, assholes in the 
good people is assholes on parade. This is the Brit Summer Show at FYINation.com, GDPRRevolution99.com, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Patreon. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's definitely there, but uh, don't ask me how it works. Now, uh, as promised earlier in the show, I so happen to have the audio of Al Pacino speaking directly to Kevin Spacey in response to this recent allegation. Where did you learn your trade, you stupid fucking cunt, you idiot? Whoever told you that you could work with men? Oh, I'm going to have your job, shithead. I'm going downtown. I'm going to talk to Mitch and Murray. I'm going to Lemkin. I don't care whose nephew you are, who you know, whose dick you're sucking on, you're going out. I swear to you, hey, you're going... Let's get this done. Anyone in this office lives on his wits. What you're hired for is to help us. Does that seem clear to you? To help us, not to fuck us up. To help men who are going out there to try to earn a living, you fairy, you company man, you fucking child. We uh, all had another Halloween pass by. And uh, the scariest thing to me, if you want to be a scared, if you want to be frightened of something, here's what's frightening me most of all. November 2018. Yeah. Uh, just a year from now. That's my biggest nightmare. That's what I fear the most. Because that is a do or die situation. And what I mean by that is the DNC will either have to change its strategy, reevaluate all of the mistakes they made in 2016, or the consequences will be they're going to just disappear. Republicans will pick up two more states, and then after that, they will convene a constitutional convention, which is all they need, two more states. And then this country will be all over. And then I will, really, I got, uh, see, 2018, I'll have one more year left on my passport, and I will really put it to use then, because there won't be any place for me to be here. Uh, for a million, There's going to be a mass exodus uh, to Canardadia, and maybe even to Mexico. I think maybe they're building that wall to keep us in. Uh, the DNC and DCCC does not win. I'm saying this from coast to coast, from sea to shining sea. Uh, for everyone within the sound of my voice, I'm saying this right here and now. The current DNC, Democratic National Committee, and the DCCC, they do not want, they do not want to win any seats in 2018. Now, for us to take uh, the House and the Senate back, we need, I think, 24 seats in the House of Representatives, and we need just, I think, three seats in the Senate. Uh, Tom Perez of the DNC has absolutely no interest in it whatsoever, and he doubled down on that last week when he purged all Bernie supporters uh, from the DNC. Even if, even if you said you liked him, you're gan. Because what they want is Republican light, like 1980s-style moderate Republican Democrats. And that's maybe about a third of the party. The rest of us out here are progressives. But that part of the party is the money end, or the part of the party that thinks that they're the money end. They refuse to learn their lessons from 2016. Uh, they live in this hubristic bubble where they're, they're, they don't want to hear any new 
thoughts or ideas or new strategies. They just want to stay on the same path they've been on since, since, uh, since I guess, the 90s. And I say that because, again, with Obama in 2008, they just coasted in. In 2008, Obama was it no matter what. Sorry, Hillary. <laughs> and in 12, he was unopposed in the primary, so uh, okay. They didn't have to do any work, is what I'm saying. And the last thing a Tom Perez and the DNC and DCCC want to do is work. No! They want to put their feet up on the table like they did in 2016 and say, ah, she's got it. In addition to purging everybody, getting rid of everybody who even mentioned the name Bernie Sanders, they appointed an anti another Wall Street corporate, uh, Dan Halpern, uh, to the Finance Committee. He's against the minimum wage. He doesn't want anybody to have a minimum wage. He wants people to be, he wants people to work for uh, bartering chickens or something. Because only the CEOs, the people at the top, that's all, the only people that count in this country today. No matter what they say on a campaign trail. Really, that's what it boils down to. And Donna Brazil, that crook, that cheat, uh, she was dismissed and then they (laughs) took her right back. And where did they place her? On the DNC Rules Committee. So she's there to break all the rules and uh, not get fired for it. Oh, and they added, just to make things worse, just to ensure that they lose next year, every political race up and down across the country, uh, they added super delegates. Here, get a load of the super delegates that they, they include now. Uh, Sitco, Fox News, Citigroup, which, which goes without saying. Uh, they just don't want to... <laughs> They don't want to win. They don't care. They don't care. But they will say that they know what they're doing. We know what we're 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 doing. And I'm sure they'll have their nose up and they'll be very hubristic about it. And then they'll lose. They're not going to... They just don't care. No. Now, getting back to what I wanted to talk about, the uh, JFK, (laughs) the... uh, Top secret uh, JFK paper, uh, JFK assassination thing. Uh, that was blocked by every president. Uh, but it was supposed to be released. All these papers were supposed to be released in 1992. And uh, at the request of the CIA, uh, they asked uh, each president from 92 on uh, to block their release. And they did. Even the, yes, even the liberal savior of the world, who really, really wasn't, Obama. He blocked him, too. But uh, Trump said he wouldn't, and now he has. About 300 pages, they're still blocked. And uh, what did we find out? Have there been any revelations (laughs) since 1963? No. Ah, but for my listeners, because you did tune in to hear my show, there is one thing that even the conspiracists haven't even thought of. That the number one song, the week of November 22nd, 1963, was Nino Temple and April Stevens, and teenagers across the country were asking the question, uh, why is this the number one song? April and Nino!
Yes, the number one song when Kennedy was assassinated. This was the number one song in the, in the country. And uh, now you can understand why all the kids were screaming a few months later when the Beatles invaded because uh, it wasn't out of excitement, it was out of relief. Because uh, Top 40 uh, rock and roll, it, uh, it got pretty stagnant right around 1963. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, actually for any kind of excitement or fun. In 1963, it was the Beach Boys or the Four Seasons or any of the groups out of the Brill Building, the Shirelles, the Crystals, uh, those groups, uh, the, the Philadelphia hit sound. But you still had songs in the charts that were like comatose inducing, like this one here. Walk right in, set right down, daddy let your mind go. God, yes. This is why. This is why the the Beatles were so welcome in 1964. Although they were already a hit in England, but then they were trickling in here, trickling down into into the United States around this time. But uh, you could see why their timing was perfect. Oh, what a terrible song! And this this was in the top ten too. Oh God. Oh. Let me get rid of this. Oh, God. <laughs> so, again, what have we learned from the unredacted release of the uh, JFK assassination papers? I don't know. Have we learned anything new? No. No? No. And now uh, Pendejo agreed to uh, block the rest of the uh, the, the, the papers. And, and at this stage, who cares anymore? You know, there, there's nothing new here. Uh, really, all they uncovered was that uh, they got a phone call from Khrushchev saying he knew this was going to happen. Not necessarily to say he was behind it, but it was like it came as no surprise to him. Uh, other than that, what else that you didn't know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was Oswald who fired a shot. Uh, they still haven't nailed down the other three people who fired the other shots. But <laughs> the uh, 1966 uh, whitewash that, that, that said that, right around the time that the Zapruder film came out. By the way... <clears throat> The Zapruder film didn't come out until like two or three years later. And that's when the uh, magic bullet theories came out. Uh, started flying. Right now, we still don't know for, for a fact. We're not going to know when the rest of the papers come out. So you conspiracists out there, uh, enjoy yourselves because uh, it's not over yet. I don't think it ever will be. And whenever something of this... Uh, enormous proportion is historical tragedy when something like that happens like 9-11 for some reason you know for the benefit of the public uh, we're never supposed to know what actually really happened so it's up it's all guesswork from there and that's where the conspiracy theories come from I have my own because I, I like looking into the logical conclusions here and not the fairy tales, but I'm not going to get into that. That's not what this show is about. Uh, tune in to Alex Jones or George Norrie for that sort of thing. Like the uh, plane crash with uh, JFK uh, Jr. Uh, JFK uh, Jr., he uh, knew what he was doing and he flew the plane into the water. 
So, there's all kinds of conspiracies following that. The Kennedy curse. Speaking of which, there's a, a film coming out now. Chippequata Dick. You heard me right, ladies and gentlemen. Chippequata Dick. And uh, when I return, <laughs> when I returned, uh, Mary Jo and Carr were gone. You know, I do better Kennedy impressions than I do uh, Pendejo. You know why I don't do? I, and I could work on it, and I could, uh, you know, fake news, fake news. I, I really, he makes my skin crawl so much. It's I, I don't, I don't even want. When he gets impeached or uh, removed uh, from office, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to talk, talk about him anymore. He's not worth any of our time. And neither are his supporters, his uh, loyal, dedicated, uh, myopic, single-cell amoeba cult base. So that movie's coming out, and rather soon, too. And in addition to that movie, uh, speaking of Kennedy conspiracies... Now, that last report, I mean, I don't know what's happening since, but allegedly there is a movie being made about Dorothy Kilgallen, which for years I was doing uh, comedy bits mentioning the name Dorothy Kilgallen, and everybody, with the exception of Neil Rogers, who knew exactly who I was talking about, who's Dorothy Kilgallen? I don't know. Well, quite simply, she was a columnist and a, a, quite a snooty bitch. She was also a panelist on What's My Line. Uh, she was a known name, uh, not very well liked within the show business industry, and she had no chin. Uh, but however, she was a Kennedyite, and after the assassination, uh, she did her own investigative reporting and uh, woke up dead one day. And on uh, that particular day, it, she was supposed to interview uh, Jack Ruby. But uh, she never got to. Hmm. Anyway, I can't wait for that movie to come out, uh, allegedly. We'll see. That's a mystery, too. Yeah, hello, uh, this is uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, here to uh, share a few words with you uh, concerning uh, safety awareness. It's always a good idea to uh, take appropriate precautionary measures, especially when there's a curse on your family. Uh, for instance, I uh, have uh, no aspirations of uh, pursuing a high-profile position. I uh, sent uh, $50 to uh, the Dorothy Kilgallen Foundation uh, because somebody put the whammy on my family and I don't want to die. Right, die. right Uncle Ted? Uh, you are correct, uh, Junior. Uh, I am uh, not easily led to order. Uh, no. Neither that confounded the bridge. Oh, yes, to uh, take yeah, it a sure. step further. As a matter of fact, I have installed a, a safety net on the side of my bed, and I uh, have in my car special safety bags uh, over my head and uh, under my ass. Uh, that's a good idea, uh, Junior. And remember to uh, wear and a rubber. I uh, always uh, wear a rubber. Uh, you can uh, never be uh, too uh, careful. Uh, that is correct. Yes. And uh, as of late, I have been giving a lot of thought to uh, the uh, Kennedy curse. I as well. Especially in view of the uh, recent events surrounding us. Uh, yes. yes, it's easy. It's Easily found. It's all around. And I, uh, I'm a scared. I'm a scared as I'm well. I'm scared as well. Why, uh, even as uh, we speak, yes. and uh, with uh, every hour that passes more and more, I uh, resemble a bee author. You're, uh, you're come to think of it, Uncle Ted. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, you're you uh, turning into me. an old, uh, fat woman. There's no need to remind me, Junior. The point is, we both would be well advised to uh, tread nimbly a foot. Uh, you are correct, Uncle Ted. Uh, don't step on uh, any cracks uh, to break a rosemary's bag. Yes, uh, always carry a rabbit's foot in your Pants. Yes, I'm a scared. Oh, I'm a scared. Oh, I'm a scared. This message paid for by the Dorothy Kilgallen Foundation. Who's that? Oh, man, if you don't know who that is, read a goddamn book. Yeah, speaking of 1963, this was a hit, too. Uh, so you can see, thank you, Beatles, for uh, 
kicking rock and rolling the ass a little bit in 64. The Cascades! Actually, it's me. Listen to the sound of John John's falling play. Augering into the sea. You'd think a multi-millionaire like JFK could afford a better plane. If JFK had more time flying, he would have known. A Piper Cub's a cheap and crappy plane that blows. A gun aimed at my head's about the only way I would go. Now Ted's the only one that's left alive today. From what they call the Kennedy curse. If Dorothy Gilgallin was alive, she'd say, Cheer up, it's only gonna get worse. Listen to the sound of John John's calling Splutter, splatter, splatter, splatter! Oh, hey, hey, listen to the sound of John John's calling play. Splutter, splatter, splatter, splatter! License to Thrill, it's Fritz Summers! Nothing over with fun! Summer Show on FYINation.com, SoFlowRadio.com, GDPRRevolution99.com, TheBritSummerShow.com, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a whole bunch of other things, whatever it is. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Oh, just a reminder, if you go to TheBritSummerShow.com, because I forgot to mention this earlier, uh, just in time for the holidays. Yes, there's another Brit Summers yearly calendar available on Zazzle. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you order now, you should get it just in time for, uh, oh, we can say it now? Can we say it? Christmas. Yes. So, uh, happy Yushki and uh, all the uh, other holidays that uh, 
white Christians uh, don't like. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's right there on my website. Just click on that uh, little thing. You'll see a little pink banner there, and that'll take you directly to uh, my website. Uh, uh, the name of the calendar is, by the way, The Tiny Trans Woman with the Really Big Voice. Uh, of course, I don't sound like the one on progressivevoices.com who talk this way. No, I don't have that kind of a voice because I'm, I'm not pretentious in that way, and I don't need a date. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. That's the world as I see it from here. Until next time, this is Britt Summers saying the truth. You find the fun. Radiates around the Brit Summers Show. Tonight on Animal Planet. Hello, mate. Today I take the little Bob along to show him a wild elephant. Crikey, there's one now. Calm down, big fella. Let your my baby how gentle you are. Ah, there you go, big fella. Lift your foot. Yes, that's it. Now I'll just place young Bob under it. There you go, Bob. I are a tough little dingo. I should tell you, this is a tap dancing elephant. With the appropriate music, he'll start tap dancing. Here, watch. One, two, hit it. Hit it.